0: it. And Carol is an actress singer songwriter dancer choreographer. She is maybe best known for uh, working with Bette Midler as one of her backup singer dancers um, known as the Harlettes. And she was recently featured in uh, Bett's Emmy award winning Diva Las Vegas on HBO and the showgirl must go on HBO. I just referred to her bet like we're old buddies or something (laughs) (laughs) and you've got other huge credits to your name you appeared um, in the film Ali Mm -hmm. legally blonde legally blonde red white and blonde Mm -hmm. and you've worked with some really incredible artists like Kenny babyface Edmonds Dave Stewart Beyonce I'm familiar with her. Mm-hmm. And um, you've done some work with Tina Turner and your very good friend, Miss Sheila E.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And oh. I know that you um, have also worked with um, Tony Basil, the choreographer. That's
1: right. Absolutely. The actress, choreographer, director. She <laughs> has a lot of, uh, you know, titles also. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank With you for- that, what's going on? What have you been up to during this? Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, during this,
0: <laughs> during <laughs> this thing,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing what everyone else has been doing, which is trying to stay positive and busy. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, we we've all gotten thrown off schedule from our usual schedule of staying busy. Um, and uh, I've just been filling, trying to fill in the blanks with, with um, new things. Actually, this whole you know era of Zoom mm-hmm. <laughs> is what we've all had to adjust to in order to communicate with one another. But I think it's been really wonderful. So I have been uh, not just Zooming with friends, which is really wonderful, mm-hmm. um, but I've been uh, you know involved in. Um, the SAG-AFTRA uh, zooms that they have that they're they've been you know offering to um, members, uh, where you get to talk, uh, not talk with, but listen to casting directors and and uh, you know um, you know writers and, and, and directors and things like that. And you get to kind of listen in in a zoom on um, how they've been experiencing I- experiencing this uh, time and. How they want to go forward, and you know the, what the what the color of the of the of the industry is like now during yeah. this. And, and and I would not normally take the time to sit for an hour and listen to a conversation, um, but it's so informative mm-hmm. and so inspiring. After you get off of one of those Zooms, you're like, hey, that's a great. You know, you're writing down some ideas, and so this has been actually good you know, I wouldn't have done it before. I'd usually go, okay, I have an hour. I'll just relax for an hour and then I'll get in my car and take, you know, an hour to drive to the gig and then I'll do the show and then I'll get, you know, it, it, that was my life before, you know, this pandemic. And now we are Zooming and sharing information and hearing from people all over the place. So yeah. that's not what I would be doing if I was sticking to the schedule uh, that I had before. So this has been great. Zooming yeah. Zooming and getting information this has been great Uh, it
0: is it's it's a great just I mean the slowdown. it just we were chatting right before we started here that being forced to you know slow down like this it it does open the door to other opportunities that you know may have been in the back of your mind but you just did not have time for you know with all the rushes you know rush going on and everything but um yeah it kind of opens up a new space yeah
1: yeah yeah and exercising your, you know, your brain <laughs> in a different way, you know, you get your listening skills going on. And then, uh, you know, you start to be more creative in other ways, you know, yeah.
0: so it yeah. Now, you have a band out in the L.A. area, right? Yes. Were you guys gigging when, when this hit?
1: Um, so I have to say, I am, I always
0: have some kind of little yeah.
1: band project going on Um, so I work with a lot of bands around town Mm -hmm. uh, and that was definitely going on I was on schedule with working with a lot of different bands around town and I was working on the second album which I still am uh, that I was producing for my band Bella Brown and the Jealous Lovers Uh, she's my alter ego my my funky alter ego Mm -hmm. my every funk (laughs) (laughs) alter ego And so um, we were working on our second album uh, and and getting prepared to for the summer, you know, do some live shows, put, um, you know, kind of toss the new music out there and see how it would float. Um, So we were very excited about that. That's the direction I was going in with the original band, with Mm -hmm. my live band, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and with the other bands, you know, we had lots of weekend dates booked, lots of corporate uh, dates booked. That's kind of where I was. I was in terms of performance yeah. um, with live bands around town so that's one landscape that i uh, had to kind of <laughs> you
0: yes. know deal with that took a hiatus yeah well right. i certainly can relate to you and that really kind of brings us to how you came on my radar because i work in a show or a corporate band as well and um for the gosh, 10, 11 years that we've been together, it's a very high energy show, but I am by no means a dancer, let alone a trained dancer. And I have um, two uh, male co-singers in the band and we just um, just do our thing, you know? We just kind of go with the flow, but we've always known that um, movement and dance is really something that we wanted to um, up-level And so uh, I saw a while ago that you were doing some movement for singers classes, and I was like, I need this. I need (laughs) it so badly. And so um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch the class because of um, a show, but I know after this, I'm going to jump on board with one of those because I still need it. (laughs) And uh (laughs) So but I'm curious if you can talk about those classes um, a little bit more, um, because obviously, no matter what kind of a um, singer you are, no matter what kind of project you are, whether you're dancing, movement and just what you're doing with your body, the way you're holding yourself is such a major component of it. And um, it doesn't always, you know, come naturally to everybody. So I guess my question is, can this. Can a natural and appealing feel be taught? And please say the answer is yes.
1: <laughs> the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> well, you
1: know, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer in the fact that everyone can dance. Everyone can move. Everyone has the capability and the capacity to learn, um, you know, uh, different types of movement. Uh, it's, it's just really, honestly, you already know how to dance. You already know how to move. It's just having a vocabulary and, and feeling secure about it. Because I was approached by, and speaking of you and I were talking before this, you know, behind the scenes, you and I were talking about how, you know, it's really important to, uh, I, we feel really good and, and, um, purposed in connecting with the community, the, mm-hmm. uh, singer community. And I was approached by... Uh, Celia and Felice of the Empowered Singers Workshop. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, you know what? Um, we know that you've taught a class, uh, you know, before where you had, you, the purpose of the class was to teach singers how to move. And we think that you doing a class with us would just like add to, you know, our program and, uh, and would be really good. And I said, yeah. wow, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I, I, I love to teach. Mm-hmm. So let's make this happen. And it was about scheduling initially. And the girls are so awesome that they were like, okay, well, whenever you can squeeze it in, let's squeeze in a workshop. So, you know, it's like, let's commit to one month of doing a workshop and we'll put the idea out there. And what was so cool was that there was such a wonderful response mm-hmm. from singers and musicians. They're like, okay, this is where we can focus on just, you know the idea of movement while we perform whether we're singing or playing an instrument this is an opportunity for that and i said let's do it i did the first workshop and you know it was so cool because i had met a lot of people that wanted to participate in the workshop i just it didn't cross my mind that that would be a great idea only in the setting of teaching it at us at a school that I think oh they the kids pay for the classes they want to come and do this and that this is a part of the, the, the you know program uh that's one thing but that people might say you know I'm already an established singer and I'm an established musician and this would be a nice stretch for me to just enhance my live performance with movement mm-hmm. I said Oh, that's that's cool. Let's do it. And in these workshops, we'd have such a great exchange of like people saying, well, I took classes when I was young, but you know, <laughs> yeah. now, you know, I, I haven't moved in such a long time. Or they're like, I can't move. I'm sitting behind my piano, or I'm, you know, um, mm-hmm. standing behind this microphone. Or there were just so many different ideas where I was like, "Oh yes, you can! I can get you movement. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. Let's, let's just, you know, take this workshop." And in the workshop, of course, you know, in building the workshop, and I'm always building it based on the participants in the workshop. But in this workshop, I would, you know, I, I, I touch on just singing, and then I touch on just movement and dance, mm-hmm. and then that idea I try to say. Guess what? You know both of those things. You can absolutely do both of those things. It's just your approach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not your ability. I really believe that everyone can, to some degree. So that's why every workshop shop is so much fun, and that's why I love doing it because it's new every time. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I can't wait to do one. Do you <laughs> think in this, um, in everything being online, if if uh, you know our situation continues on? for a lot longer is it potentially something you could offer online would you consider that or is all right miss danielle you
1: got me with this one because it's challenge. been three four months right <laughs> and i've been like i really am so um the experience of doing it with everybody there is such a really unique experience and something that i feel like when we do these these master classes that you can take with you forever i haven't figured out how to translate it to zoom yet, but I should, I, I better get to it, you know, or, or, you know, translate it to, you know, doing it over the internet because, um, I'm really hands-on and, and then I'm really like, okay, now I'm hands-on and now the energy and now the this, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's multi-layered in that way. So, um, good question. Not sure quite yet if I can, tra- maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm working on
0: it. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, I'll keep hitting you up for it. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think what you're doing though, is such a, a great service to our music community, you know, with singers, because it is one of those things. I mean, um, you can be a really, really great singer, but, you know, if you look stiff and awkward on stage, um, it's just such a distraction, you know, unfortunately for um, some people. And I know that, you know, even with, really uh, seasoned singers and people who are comfortable on stage, if they're anything like me, I find that I fall into this autopilot of movement that isn't interesting, but it's kind of keeping me going. And um, and then, you know, me and my co-singers kind of fall in sync with that. And um, it's been referred to as the pee-pee dance in our band, <laughs> where it's just kind of this step touch thing that <laughs> Over and over again, and you don't even realize that you're doing it. And I, my observation with a, um, a lot of bands who, who do the who do movement well is that the movement doesn't have to be huge, grandiose choreography um, all of the time. But even the most subtle together things can have such a huge impact.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, movement is fascinating like that and so is singing you know and so is music and so you know that's an energy you know and like you said it doesn't have to be huge to be impactful it has to be deliberate you know and you have to be um, as I like to teach in my master classes and as I like to do when I'm performing just stay present you know and if you can stay present present and connected then you will find you know that movement that interprets the song that um you know translates uh from your physical capabilities to the audience because you're not just moving like you said you don't want to fall into step touch everyone knows what step touch is even if they don't know what step touch (laughs) is you know you're you're kind of keeping time you're you know one foot you know next to the other yeah. um, and everyone basically does it but you you don't want to fall into the rut of I'm doing step touch just because I think I'm supposed to be moving it means absolutely nothing to me because mm-hmm. in, because quite the opposite can happen you cannot move at all and it can translate as movement and energy
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: um I I, I I have to tell this story because when I was younger uh, and i went to a Michael Jackson concert and he started the concert out with just popping onto the stage and standing there. I swear to you, it it felt like it was 20 minutes of him standing there and not moving at all. And everyone was screaming and it was so much, but his intention behind not moving was you know to move you. <laughs> and so it can get that deep, you know. So yeah, back to step touch. It's like let's let it mean something, let's let it feel like something. You know, not only are you keeping time, but you are sharing some energy with the with the audience, you know. So where do you put your step touch in the song? You know, it's it's almost like when you're singing, you know, where do you hold the note, you know, or where do you know, it's it's the same concept. You know, you're manipulating sound and, uh, or manipulating movement in order to share a story and energy with the audience. And so, so you start to get on that level and that philosophy about it again, everyone can do it. You know, it's just your mindset towards it. So,
0: yeah, what comes to mind for me too is, um, so my two co-singers are males and I have found that, and everybody else in the band um, are males as well, so being the only female in the band, I, I get to this place um, in our performance where sometimes I feel, like, I feel like my movement is losing some of its feminine energy, because in instances when I do get to perform with other females, that seems to come rushing back, because I think <laughs> their energy kind of um just kind of serves that up. So that's a really another thing that um I would love to handle is just how do I keep um you know, how do I keep the femininity in the way that I move and not um want to emulate, you know, all the dudes on the stage just because right. you know.
1: Right. So, you know, like we were talking about early, there's an energy, right? And movement mm-hmm. it, you know creates a certain energy. And if you have some very obviously, which is cool, you have some very strong male presence on your stage where you're like, okay, so, you know, uh, I don't know, what are you thinking? I don't want to jiggle too much. I don't want to move my hair too much. I just kind of (laughs) want to, I just kind of want to keep, you know, in line with these guys, because that's the, you know, dominant energy that's happening on stage, Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, I I share the stage with a lot of male musicians, and then I share the stage with Female singers, a lot of times, like you were talking about with Bette Midler, I'm in a trio of women, and we have to move in tandem with one another, you know, for the entire show, um, you know. So that energy is like something I have to tap into, be able to tap into. So when you're when you're in a trio and you're singing, whether it's just standing at the microphone or like with the Harlettes, you know, we're dancing around. There's a feminine energy that you're surrounded by that, you know, the length of your arms, you know what I mean? Or, you know, you know, the quasi, you know, of your head, you know, this type of thing. So it's like those subtle things that aren't really big, but they're very feminine. That exists in the trio of the of the women's projects that I work on. But when I'm on stage with a bunch of musicians and they all got like horns <laughs> or they're, you know, got drumsticks and that and it's that male energy where there's a, you know, the the energy is sometimes a little bit more aggressive you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so how do I uh, deal with that I'm usually just like I decide and I'm sure about who I am before I get on stage if I'm the singer uh and and in the band that I work with around town I'm the female singer and it's usually all guys in the band Alligator Beach and they got horns, and they got drums, and they got key keyboards, and they got guitars. And, and when they take their solos, they're like, Wah! and it's just like you know, it's very male energy. But I've always known and been sure about the fact that I am the female lead singer of the band. I always have on my heels my dress and my hair. I've decided that that's what I bring to that project. So I don't really get lost in that. I kind of just kind of go, no, this is this is this is my character, you know? And so, you know, again, and when I'm singing the songs, I'm bringing across Carol Hatchett energy, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm staying present. And when I stay very present uh, and I'm storytelling, you, you really don't get lost. I know I'm repeating myself with some of these concepts, but it's really, and that's me. I'm very concept chick, you know, it's like you get these concepts and then everything else kind of falls into place because you're very sure about Mm -hmm. your presence. Yeah. You know, whether it's, like you said, male driven band, or you're in a female trio singer situation, and not all trios are women, but mm-hmm. in my experience, I've I've had to experience, the, experience that also, you know, the femininity mm-hmm. and then the sexuality or the aggression, you know, uh, of, of having instruments, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear you, but we can work on
0: that. Yes. I, I love to. <laughs> mentioned before um the concept of alter ego because i think that that's um that's really important for um singers who are just maybe getting their first experiences on stage is and maybe i think this is a good way of dealing with um performance anxiety too is you do have to be so intentional when you step on stage whether you're stepping into this role of a very pronounced character or if you're just stepping into a whole new um energetic self you know Uh, because for me i'm a very um i'm really introverted i'm typically really kind of shy and everything but i know when i step on stage i know what my job is there and And i I know um you know who i become there and so tell me about um what alter ego is for you and how that is in uh, your, the band.
1: Right. So in, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the, uh, the band Bella Brown and the jealous lovers um, is another project that I put together with the intention of being able to express myself musically Mm -hmm. and in the way that I grew up with funk and soul music. And the '70s funk and soul music was kind of a style that was reoccurring in my in, in my musical experience in life all the time. Now, whether it was from bands, um, live perform- performances that I saw, you know, from the you know from Earth, Wind, and Fire to Shaka Khan to you know James Brown to I mean, I'm all over the place, but it really was that kind of funk music and soul music from really great soul singers and great Mm -hmm. funk bands that kind of influenced me. Uh, And I really do believe subliminally (laughs) it was because of the energy, you know? There's a character there, like you said, um, uh, an era of time. uh, And then there's an energy with those funk soul bands that I I, I was always drawn to. And I think that's because there, there was in those bands a combination of amazing singing amazing, amazing singers and movement. I mean, those musicians were always in motion, you know, the lead singers were always in motion. And I I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was very attracted to that. So now in me going, you know, let me uh, put on a project where I get to do a lot of things. I get to sing, I get to write my songs. I get to, you know, um, create live performance you know, and, uh, and then I get to share with other musicians, like a full stage full of musicians, as opposed to, you know, just singing to tracks, which was a big, which, which was an era of time also, you know, Um, but I get to work with other musicians and I, and I get to be creative. So I stay, I decided to do this project so that I could do everything that I love to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and do, and, and, um, it's been a really wonderful experience because um, I do cover tunes and and things like that, but I'm trying to put a spin on them. The you know the 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 the, the Carol Hatchet spin, the alter ego spin of like mm. Bella Brown. You know yeah. Bella Brown would be very you know funk, soul, hip, cool, not in a box, not in a trio, just on stage in her you know bell bottoms and her. Afro wig, just letting yeah. you have it, you know, fight the power, Black Lives Matter, all those things. Yes. She's just, you know, Bella is bold, you yeah. know. Bella is bolder than Carol would be when Carol's just trying to, you know, I, I booked the job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only have a 40 minute set, so keep it <laughs> together, you know. What I mean? And so, yeah. yes, that alter ego idea really works for me going, that's the music I loved that's the kind of vibe I wanna do. And, and I feel like I can stretch and be a little bit more uh, bold. So yeah. Bella is bolder and, uh, and then I get to write. And like I said, all those things I get to, to, to radiate and be a little bigger. Alter ego really is just you, right? It's just yeah. a, another version of yourself. And so right. that's that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They are, they're things that are inside of you already, but they just kind of, uh, you know, emerge into one character at a certain time, (laughs) you know, but I really, you know, I couldn't say that enough to singers who struggle with performance anxiety, or if they're putting their show together, uh, you know, their own um, original show, and they feel that there is some kind of a missing piece to it is, Mm -hmm. you know, giving yourself that freedom to invent yourself on stage and try things. And when you just feel something inside you to do something that wouldn't ordinarily be in your, you know, I don't know, your normal vibe, just do it, try it, see how it makes you feel, see how your crowd responds to it. And, um, you know, it's fun. And I think it just, it kind of takes the pressure off of you, (laughs) you know yeah I mean we do it as we do it as
1: singers right you sing you 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 if you're covering someone else's tune or if you write your own song and you go I'm gonna put my vibe on it where I'm a singer who likes you know to stretch and I'm a singer who likes to you know riff or if I'm a singer who just likes to take songs and make, make them very simple and acoustic. You know, we take those chances as musicians, right. Mm -hmm. As as singers, we go, you know, I'm going to cover this tune, but I'm going to put my own vibe on it. Whether it's Bella Brown being more bold or whether it's, you know, me me going, you know what? I just want to sing this song. I want to just sing the melody. I Mm -hmm. simply want to just have these words be uh, heard, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm not going to do, you know, um, you know, these staccato notes, I'm going to hold some notes. I'm going to, I'm going to actually (laughs) hold a note, you know, for a bar or two. Let's see what, you know, I really want to express myself that way. And I think that again, we can do all these things. It's just our approach and our, and our staying present and our connectivity to go, I'm going to sing this song and express this story Mm -hmm. this way, you know, and I love singers who flip songs and make a country tune, a funk tune, or make a, uh, you know, a, a rock tune, a ballad, or, you know, it's 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 really expressive. It's really creative. And you do, you know, th- think, think of movement that way, think of singing that way, think of performance that way. You're just sharing, like you said, another level of yourself. So uh, you have to be fearless and bold, but that, those are not bad words, you know, yeah. those are, Wonderful words, you know. Go for it,
0: you know. Definitely go for it. Yeah. So, where does this come from for you? Where are you coming from? How did you get into singing and dancing?
1: Uh, I'm from Chicago, born and raised. Um, I say that all the
0: time because every once in a
1: while the Chicago jumps out of me. So I don't want to scare folks. Just let you know. Yeah. Um, I'm from Chicago, born and raised, the West Side of Chicago, and you know. I was already raised in an environment where you had to be you know on your game and you kind of had to be on top of things and you had to set goals for yourself and you had to stay focused mm. and you had to you know get on with it so I never really had any time to mess around or hang out or be um, uncertain or insecure of um, in a way that would stop me from getting things done yeah. so that's the boldness kind of that I was raised with, which is you know. Take advantage of all your opportunities and, you know, um have goals and make a path for yourself and stay on the path. Mm-hmm. So I was raised that way, which was wonderful because, you know, I feel like it gave me the, I don't know, it, it gave me the uh to just kind of go, I want this thing in the world that's not being handed to me. I wanna be in the, I wanna sing and dance for a living. I wanna be on stage, I wanna be a performer. Mm-hmm. So I left Chicago and came to California to stay with a cousin in Orange County and had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> um, but I was feeling, you know, like go for it, you know? Yes. And so I did, I came to LA with with little to no connection to anything and decided that I was just going to get into the scene and be a part of it. And everyone knows, singers, dancers, actors, that, you uh, you have to get out there and be bold. You have Mm -hmm. to be, accept, um, how do you say, rejection. You know, you have to put yourself in positions that are uncomfortable. You have to continue to drive, you know? And I feel like I got that when I was growing up in Chicago, I brought that sensibility with me to California, uh, to Los Angeles, and it worked. Lucky me. that that level of of fortitude there trans trans you know Mm -hmm. transposed itself to to migrating to Los Angeles and it it, that that fortitude has worked for me so I feel lucky for that and every time I teach or share I say the same things I'm like you know act as if you're going to do it (laughs) and mean it for a lifetime and not just you know oh let me just, you know, yeah. <laughs> dip my toes over here. It's like, you have to have that level of fortitude. And I feel like that uh, I got blessed and lucky that way that I brought that with me. And so that's what it means to me. It means, you know, a, a sticking to it, uh, knowing your goals and your dreams and being responsible towards yourself, you know, um, and true to yourself. Because yeah. you will get the opportunity to do whatever it is that you, that you want to do. It will manifest itself. Yeah. Uh, you just have to be prepared when it comes. Yeah. I, I'm a strong believer in that. To some degree, you're going to get what you asked for, you know, right. um, and you just have to be
0: prepared. Yeah, you do. And, and I think that is, that is such an important thing to know. And, and I love that you said the opportunity will come. It will present itself. Are you going to be ready for it and know that you can't approach things timidly? You have to step in and, uh, let the people around you that you're immersing yourself with know that you are, you want the work you want to be working with them. I mean, cause you don't end up on stage with Bette Midler and Tina Turner and all the incredible, um, acts that you have performed with, um, because someone came knocking at your door, you know, (laughs) I mean, you were out there like, letting def- the world know that <laughs> you wanted this.
1: Definitely, you know, when I initially came to town, I was I was doing what everyone does. You know, you, you get an agent, you show up at auditions, you, you know, and you continue to try to be good at what you do, you know? know. Um, and so I was everywhere doing everything, <laughs> you know, and just trying to understand the scene, um, initially it didn't make sense to me how people were working because you know again i have this kind of chicago attitude towards everything but la you know was a different scene and i had to learn that scene i had to immerse myself in it and dedicate myself to the fact that i was going to survive and succeed and it all sounds very like oh you know um you know you say one thing but but it's another thing but Honestly, you have to have that core understanding mm-hmm. and that core agreement with yourself that you know I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. I am this person. I'm not that person. Yeah. And then and then you have to go for it. And then you go for that. And then you deal with the rejection, uh, and then you also deal with the successes. You will mm-hmm. get some successes, like you said. I was assistant choreographer to Tony Basil initially. She mm-hmm. found me at the Hollywood. Uh, what, what is that? Paladium, Hollywood Palladium back in the day. And um, she came to, to you know, see some dancers and I was a dancer there. I got a job dancing there while I was, you know, gigging, you know, working at the Gap, you know, it's like working at the Gap and then gigging at the Palladium. And she saw me and she said, oh, you really know how to dance. You can be my assistant. Let's switch some off and on some classes. And we did. And, and we gelled together uh, based on experience and based on you know, a lot of, she really was into, you know, street choreographers, choreography. She is, you know, one of the founders of the lockers. So she saw that and then she saw, you know, oh, she really knows what a tondo is and a pirouette. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, so that attracted a person like Tony Basil for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, you know, has had her successes uh, as a singer, as a choreographer, as an actress. And she took, a, a, under her, umbrella initially i learned so much on working with working on movie sets with her and being her assistant choreographer that when Bette midler came along and said i need another harlette you know um and tony went you know audition my assistant does she she's she's capable she's versatile because Bette midler is a comedian and actress uh, you know uh you know she's uh everything and so her live performance um, includes all these elements, theater, mm-hmm. uh, you know, film, television, all these elements, you know, of, of performance and movement and all of that. And so I got a chance to audition from Midler to uh, for Bette Midler from working with Tony Basil. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for me, I was familiar with Bette and her work enough to say, every, throw everything in the pot. And they, everybody would say throw everything in the pot throw everything in the bucket everything that you do uh and all elements of yourself put it in here because she's interested in that that is how you get the attention of beth midler you know <laughs> it's yeah. like that's how she goes you could be on stage with me because you 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 get it you know and yeah. uh you throw everything in the pot but you're professional uh and uh, and you observe you learn from a pro you learn from a person who's you know, been doing it for years, one of the best, you know, um, and a genius. So lucky me again, you know, (laughs) so that, that, that's, that's been my career. You know, you, you, you put it all in and -hmm. what's supposed to be yours is going to be yours and you will get the chance to express that. Absolutely.
0: You know, I love that you talk about your relationship with, um, Tony Basil too, because I think in this business, I mean, you you're, you went all the way from Chicago to Orange County. You weren't connected to the business yet at that time. Um, but you know how they say it's, it's all about who, you know, I mean, that's a, I think that's a weird saying now, but, but in some ways it is true because this is, uh, this business relies on networking and building relationships and everything. And I think that's such an important thing for, um, you know, people getting into the business to know that um, really, really nurture the relationships around you, not because of what they can do for you or what might come of it, um, but because that's how you grow as an artist. And eventually down the road, you have no idea what doors might open. And I mean, your relationship with her led to, you know, an enormous opportunity, um, Absolutely, but, you know, you Absolutely. were doing her thing with her.
1: Danielle, you just said that so right. You never know who you're going to run into or bump into just because you, you don't have the connections just because you don't know the right person, just because you're not always in the room or in the building or however you want to say that doesn't mean you won't get the opportunity in some shape, form or fashion to, to, Uh, be in the room, get the opportunity, be heard, be Mm -hmm. seen. Mm -hmm. And um, that uh, speaks to your initial level of professionalism, which is to always understand that someone is, you're in this business, someone is watching, someone is listening, just like you and I were talking about earlier. (laughs) You know, someone is watching, someone is listening, someone hears you, someone feels you. So uh, stay present and know that you're being seen and always give your best. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, um, it's a mantra that you have to really get behind because, mm-hmm. you know, um, even, even in my teaching, when I'm, when I'm just teaching, I went across students who are like, you know, what you said and did really connected with me. I really, I really am. Uh, uh uh, have gotten a lot from you, you know, here's another uh, person, you know, that I think would, would benefit from, you know, taking your class, your workshop or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I had a workshop where my good friend, and I'm trying to get her in this hour, my good friend, uh, Sheila E. was like, I'm going to come down to your workshop uh, and, and participate and just, you know, check out this aspect of who you are. She didn't even. She didn't yeah. even. She never seen me teach before, yeah. and surprise and, uh, to
0: everyone in the workshop.
1: <laughs> right, surprise <laughs> to everyone in the workshop. Here, she E sitting here, and then all of a sudden, uh, she's like, "Let me throw something out there for them." <laughs> oh <laughs> you know,
0: just,
1: you never know, you know. <laughs> yeah. so I'm in, I'm teaching a workshop. The students are 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 gaining something from it. I'm uh, my friends you know who have so much to offer are like i'd love to participate and be a part of that let me come down to your workshop let's all share let's i mean you never know who's gonna be there and you never know uh who you influence you know and what those you never know
0: you never know yeah it's, it's a reminder too just to like just enjoy your process of growing and you know um, building your career you you don't know how things are gonna unfold. I mean, you gotta really work your butt off and put your all into it. but um you know, it's gonna be what it's gonna be <laughs> at some point. so why not enjoy the journey? you know you know when you mentioned too, um, doing your best every time because we've talked a lot about this um, with other singers um, in these interviews about how we do kind of tend to get into that like, I'm just rolling up to the gig and you know punching my singer card and you know doing right. the gig right uh, but it, it's been pointed out so many times that um you've got to remember too that the people that are watching you this is an experience for them, and what you do um not to everybody but to some people means a lot it Absolutely. means a lot to them. And don't take that um, for granted. You know, just know that somebody uh, cares a lot about what you do, and it makes a big impact for them. And
1: it, it's on so many levels that 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 you impact people, no matter what. Um, how do you say? No matter what medium you might connect to people through, whether it's theater, television, film, live performance like you said it could be somebody that just comes to see your live performance once a week or once a month and they just really enjoy your the songs that you sing and and how you relate those songs and you move them in such a way and they follow you and they recommend you and suggest you or it could be you know the bigger gigs where it's like you know i'm doing something on on film you know um i'm doing a film and they're going you know what i saw you do the bend and snap and you are the bending snap girl, that is so cool. That is so cool, you know. If it's if it's you know that, or you you affect people, and that's what you always wanted to do, hopefully, you know, permeate and affect. And there it is, you know. So always know that, yeah. uh, you're getting through.
0: You are, you really are. Um, before we move on, I, uh, I want to give some shout outs here to those that are joining us um, in the comments. I, I'm the worst about keeping up with the comments. I try to keep an eye on them. They <laughs> go so fast. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Shout out to uh, Rico Bayer. Hi Rico. <laughs> yeah. He says, just like musicians have notes or charts, do dancers have notes to cue them on what's coming up? And if so, how is that? So, if you've choreographed something, it, are you just memorizing it, or or is are you writing a sequenced to what? If you If
1: you're a choreographer, you've written something down. You have um, you have an idea, just like um just like a, a a musician would have a chart. You know, you have you know how many bars you you're you're going to be playing. You know what the sections are. You know uh, how long the notes are. So for a singer. Uh, And uh, and a musician, the charts are your guideline, but you eventually end up memorizing them and learning them. Same thing for a a dancer. You're initially going to have a choreographer put steps on you or put, you know, movement on you. Um, And they do that the same way by, you know, uh, not by bars, but usually by eight counts. And then there's a memorization, you know, a memorizing thing that happens, starts to happen. And then eventually you don't need, you know, Uh, the choreographer to count for you (laughs) you learn the music you learn the movement same thing for uh, singers eventually you don't need anybody to tell you how many bars you sing the song and you know the pitches you know the pitches you know so
0: I'm I am always just like mesmerized by dancers and your ability to remember certain things and and how quickly some people pick up you know the the moves and everything it's it's incredible to me
1: <laughs> and see that's what a dancer is saying about a singer yeah I can't believe you're hitting those notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you remember all those lyrics <laughs> remember all those
1: lyrics and hitting those pitches and hitting those notes so well and like and especially with singers who can improv you know yeah. um that's exactly what a dancer is saying about a singer, believe it or not. not see, I get to shout out to <laughs> yeah. you know, dancers being mesmerized by singers. There you oh, go.
0: Yeah. Well, um, we also have um, Tim Moore out there watching. He's in the cabaret scene here in San Diego. So Hi, Tim. <laughs> nice support on here. And uh, Faye Gaddy Adams is out there tonight. All right. Okay. Yeah, I will All
1: right. Track. Cabaret singers. I, yeah. I love it. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I just, um, came out of a week long, um, conference, um, for, um, teachers of singing and one of the nights was dedicated to, uh, cabaret singers and they, they really highlighted, um, some, you know, iconic figures in, in that arena. And it was so cool. I love it. It's, it's not a, um, you know, an area of music that I've spent much time in at all, but it was just, it's so awesome to see, you know. When you get out there, like there are so many different things yeah. going on, you know. And
1: we're talking about cabaret singers, and that's a combination of you know theater and and yeah. uh, and song. It's
0: fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Um, what was your training getting into dancing and singing? Did dancing come first before singing, or how did that work out for you?
1: That's such a great chicken or the egg question. Yeah. Because- as my dad's a singer,
0: okay. Um, uh,
1: growing up in Chicago, I would either watch him sing, and as I got older, uh, um, join him singing on stage. So that wasn't um, anything where it was like you know super duper professional, but that was my first uh, appro- uh, my first opportunity to sing was singing on stage with my father. Okay. in Chicago at local taverns and clubs and things like that. So that, if, if you call that first, then that's first, but I got a, um, a scholarship um, in Chicago for um, dance through Nancy Tynowitz, my mentor at the Joel Hall Dance Studio. Okay. Um, and they, that, that was my formal teaching of ballet, jazz, and modern dance. And so um, then, you know, you learn everything technically, you have a scholarship, you take multiple classes a week, and you get the formal training there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a minor in dance in college. I couldn't get a major in dance from UIC. Um, my major was broadcasting mass communications, oh. and my minor was dance. Um, and so, um, and then after that, I uh, you know, left Chicago for Los Angeles. So, um, then I start to get, you know, the auditions in the, in the absolute experience <laughs> of, of hitting it and being out here. So, and, yeah. and then of course I still train. I, I want to say that I still, you know, I still, I'm still taking, uh, how do you say, um, uh, classes in music 101, uh, from, from sag mm-hmm. to, for sight singing, for sight singing classes. I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm in favor of constantly growing and working and going forward. Yeah. So yeah,
0: still training. You gotta be, <laughs> you gotta training. be lifelong learners at it and, yeah. and always works in progress. Yeah. That's right. It sounds like you kind of had show business running through your veins though, from yeah. an early age.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, um, I feel like I did, I just didn't have the, I don't think I had the connections. I had the, I had the I had the formal training of absolutely being comfortable on stage and, and comfortable with performance, but I never had anyone that was simply, you know, like go left, go right, go up, go back, you know, and then you, you will be there kind of thing. Uh, just, just the natural inclination to want to do Mm -hmm.
0: it. Yeah. And then following through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was going to ask you about, um, Earlier on, for you, I, I feel like I heard this in an other interview that you did that you um, were involved in a Michael Jackson video. Is that right?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm going to date myself a little, but it's a wonderful date. I'll, <laughs> I'll date myself. Yeah. Um, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time video. I was um, a dancer, a Fatima Robinson. Uh, yeah. The um, choreographer and director. She hired me and a bunch of other uh, uh, dancers that she worked with on music videos at the time, and that we were in lots of music videos for um, hip hop and R and B. Uh, and Michael wanted that at authentic feel, but under you know this um, storyline of you know um, Egyptian yeah. <laughs> street dancers kind of thing. And it was such an amazing experience. And I'm quickly trying to get out to you that this this man was a force. I mean, Mm -hmm. as soon as John Singleton, uh, rest in peace, said action, uh, Michael would come out of a straight, standing, doing nothing position to like the room explodes and is on fire. And every dancer is like, (laughs) you know, every, every actor, you know, is like, you know, he had this energy, this, this incredible energy Mm -hmm. that he had complete control over. And like I said, when I saw him as a young girl and he was just standing in one spot, it was, it was amazing. So then I did get the chance to work with him once. So I feel very blessed to have had that experience. He was amazing.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. And I wonder with you, um, really being in the space and um, presence of so many iconic um, performers, what's the through line? What is the, what's the commonalities that you see in them? Is it that energy or what is it?
1: Danielle, such a great question because there is a through line. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them works incredibly hard Mm -hmm. at what they do. And it's not a mistake that they're there. They work very hard. They're in, they're dedicated from sun up to sundown uh, to get that project or that song or that video or that whatever. They they're dedicated from sun up to sundown in getting it done and getting it as perfect as it can be. Mm-hmm. And they really, really, from Bet to Michael to Babyface to Sheila E. to Beyonce, really work. Hard, mm-hmm. um, and they're dedicated, and they and they have, like you said, knowing who you are when you walk in the room. They know who they are when they walk in the room. They respect every, and they've picked, they've chosen every element that's in that room, whether it's the lighting person or the sound person or the person who puts the stage together, uh, uh, or 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 the dancers or the musicians or the singers. Uh, the hairdresser, they've chosen every person to be there. And that's how hard they work. And that's how much every element means to them. Prince, I had the pleasure of watching him work on a few occasions. He knew what decibels of sound, to, <laughs> what lighting cues. Uh, he knew everything on top of being the artist, the person in front. And so they are well, well um, uh, how do you say? I I, I mean, so it, I I'm trying to get it all there. They are well informed, and they are dedicated and involved from beginning to end, and they give a hundred percent. And they are so um, just they radiate that focus and that energy and that discipline. And it's not a mistake that they're there. Not one of them.
0: That's that's such an important message, and something that comes to mind with that along with that is it's especially important for female musicians and singers to hear because, you know, the, you know, the most iconic figures you see out there, they didn't make it there by mistake. And you hear all these stories about, you know, certain people being divas or whatever. But um, I think the reality is, is that um, you do need to show up powerfully if you're going to, really, uh, get somewhere, you know, in this business and, um, and it doesn't have to be because you're the nicest one and you made all the friends and you, you were the most well-behaved it's, it's stepping into power and being unapologetic for that. And, and really saying what you want and, um, you know, just really putting that on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's because, and, and the reason why you can be confident like that is because you're living it. It's, it's, yeah. it's truly who you are. Uh, even if you don't arrive in that place and you're not everything and things are not perfect, your intention, you know, is there. And, I, and the, one of the most confident artists I ever worked with was Tina Turner. And she just radiated, you know, this type of elegance and confidence and assuredness that you just were like, Tina says, there we are, <laughs> you know, yeah. Tina's doing. we show the band is following you. The, the, you know, everyone is following you. The lighting guy is following you. The, the, the wardrobe people are, you know, everybody's on the team and everybody's behind the leader of the team. Uh, and, and in order to have that, you do have to have a level of confidence, but you know, and assuredness and focus. That is how, all the gauges in the wheel you know all the spokes you know turn at the same time to create this art this work you know Mm -hmm. so they're really thinking like that they really are
0: and it's not so much that they're they demand that kind of the respect they command it they've earned it they've done the work (laughs) (laughs) you
1: know absolutely yeah
0: oh my gosh so important um Uh, Carol I think I could talk to you forever I know there's so so much more to your career and I hope we can do this again and talk more about it and know that I will be at the movement classes and I'll bring (laughs) I'll bring all the singers from San Diego with me who want to go right Um, on and and maybe I'll even pester you about doing it online if this carries on for a whole lot longer but (laughs) absolutely I'm
1: gonna have to I know I'm gonna have to to, to make something happen and yeah. i'm i'm feeling the urge to do so so please absolutely let's let's do this again let's talk yeah. some more let's let's inspire each other you know some more and hopefully uh, something i've said uh, has inspired someone else or you know or connected with someone else i uh, i love these chats i love <laughs> i love them
0: oh i know it. i know it has yeah no thank